tuned in to All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the All Things Music Podcast. My name is Ryan. Uh, Ian will be joining us in the actual interview, but I wanted to give a little introduction because this is a pretty monumental moment in our short podcast history. Uh, as everybody knows, with COVID, things have been so fluid and things have been, as far as live music goes, non-existent until recently. So uh, on Friday the 13th of August, that was our first this is a couple days ago now that I'm recording this. Uh, our first live podcast uh, at a concert in since uh, early 2020. So it was a really big deal for all of us. We smiling ear to ear and just so happy about it. And what's really cool about it as well is we interviewed Nolan Ashley, the guitarist from um, Kublai Khan, who, if you heard our intro music, which that's been our intro for over a year now, that's... That's who that is. That uh, they uh, the song "Ant Pile" is our intro for uh, the podcast. So it's kind of like full circle in that way. Um, but yeah, that's that's our first uh, interview. We've got a lot scheduled. Uh, this is a really good time to follow the podcast. If I'm being completely honest, without sounding too egotistical. We are going to be on the ground at Incarceration Festival, uh, Louder Than Life Festival. We've got a lot of like really big, good artists coming up as guests on the podcast. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but Silent Planet, uh, Jinx Dead Crown, uh, Fit for a King, uh, Knocked Loose, Left to Suffer, Polyphia. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm naming bands that are pretty much confirmed for us, but it's we've got a really, really good fall schedule and adding more literally by the day. So if you want to catch all these awesome interviews, you definitely want to hit that follow button on Spotify or Apple music five stars, please. Um, and yeah, please, uh, if you're enjoying this, uh, we really appreciate it. And we love the support because as everybody knows, like I said, it's been 18 months since we've been able to do this full go again because live music is back. It's hard to schedule in studio, um, guests and we refuse to do, any kind of remote guests just because the camaraderie is not the same unless you're in the same room and we want to give you the best content possible. So with that said, we've got Nolan Ashley of Kublai Khan on this interview. But before I get to that, I want to mention as well that at some point in the middle of our conversation with Nolan, we will be giving everybody a trivia question and we will take answers on our social media accounts and on the Louder Than Life uh, Facebook groups. But the we will take correct answers, I should say. And the correct an- somebody randomly will be picked who has the correct answer to win two weekend general mission wristbands to 2021 Louder Than Life in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I believe, let me get the right dates for that because I don't want to screw that up here. But I know it's at the end of September. It is September 23rd through September 26th, again, in Louisville, Kentucky. So stay tuned in this episode, and we will uh, have a little pop quiz for you uh, sometime in the interview. But without further ado, let's get rolling here. So this is our discussion interview podcast, however you want to put it, with Nolan Ashley from Kublai Khan. What is up? We are here with Nolan from Kublai Khan, or is it... Kublai Khan TX or is it Kublai Khan Texas? Because I haven't talked to you guys since that whole thing. You know, uh, 
I feel like whenever I just say it, I say TX, but okay. also, it, you know, it's an abbreviation for Texas, so right. you could say Texas as well. Yeah. Is it other people in the band say it different ways, or is it just like... I think everyone pretty much says TX. Okay. But, but you know, it is Texas, technically. So I found out recently... That's more proper. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. I found out recently that the guys in Blink-182 say it all differently. Really? So it's like, one guy says Blink-182. I don't know who's, who does what. One guy says Blink-182. Interesting. And then one guy said Blink-182. Weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I thought I it was like a that. joke article until I read it and there's like quotes and then I like looked at the quotes and I was like, who's okay, the oldest yeah. member? Uh, I think they're all, well, because they had that, they have that new guy that replaced right. Tom and I don't know how old he is, but I think Mark and Travis are like the same age. Oh, interesting. So yeah, really interesting. So I was wondering about that, but we are on the road. Well, you're on the road and yeah. man, it, 18 months. Is this does this like a is almost like a pinch yourself every day that we're doing this again? Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, I'm just hoping that it that uh, the world continues to heal, you know, and Dude. it stays open because it's uh, looking scary right now. It is with the Delta variant. It and is, everything. and it's it's interesting because yesterday uh, AEG announced that all their venues are requiring vaccines, right? And that's like two thirds of the venues in the whole country sure yeah so good on them for that it, it, listen it's a very controversial sure. opinion um you gotta do what you gotta do you, you know? gotta do what you gotta do and uh we do the festival circuit too and dwp announced a couple of days ago that they are doing vaccine or negative test right and Within that like one is two hours or whatever right exactly yeah. and that one's like like i can we're both vaccinated mm -hmm. i can understand if someone complains about the vaccine period sure. policy but when you complain about the vaccine or negative test i'm like well you have an option right like, you know what i mean like yeah. it just seems kind of silly for you if you refuse to give it right right, right. Yeah. and i've seen a lot of like in the in social media and facebook groups and stuff people are like i want a refund because people bought these tickets you know these things have been announced for years now right. and some people just want a refund but they're like if there's an option I'm sorry, but you got to do the option. It's it can't yeah. give you the refund, but it's weird. It's and and I've noticed like a lot of bands, they're doing it because a lot of bands are starting to get in kind of muddy waters with their crews testing positive sure. or yeah. an actual member. I know that the whole Limp Biscuit thing is right. kind of ambiguous, but they had to drop off their tour. I think like Suicide Boys had to like cancel. I think it was like a. The Hive, it was like a festival oh, called wow. Hive or whatever, and they had to drop because one of them had COVID as well. Oh like, my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things that like it's it's a very just fluid situation. I just want to add too. Um, I'm I do electronic music a lot, so I mm. follow a lot of like DJs and stuff. And right now in the DJ circuit, electronic music circuit over overseas in Europe and stuff, a lot of them. Like, I think they just canceled some stuff, like some Norwegian stuff, some wow. stuff in London and the UK, like indefinitely for the time being because of these variants. So right. eventually, obviously, that's going to travel over here. So even things that are a couple weeks out seem to be uh, in question again. Yeah. I mean, you know, at the drop of a pin, they can change their minds like DWP or anybody could be like, oh, well, you know, with these new variants, it's just too risky and we don't want to be responsible for the totally. spread or potential deaths of people. Absolutely. So it could be uh, interesting. No, for <laughs> sure. I uh, I get it, you know. it's You got you to gotta keep people safe, you know, even if they uh, 
don't want to keep themselves safe. You know? Right. Oh, and then it, you, yeah. you want to talk about home Texas? It's a whole different ball game. Yeah. They're leading. You're telling the, me. Yeah, they're <laughs> leading the country, or they're close to it in cases. I know Florida's number one. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things. How did you personally feel when the governor, way before everybody else, was like, "Hey, we're just gonna open everything back up and see what happens." You know. Um, I was very careful, like, throughout yeah. this entire uh, lockdown, pandemic, you know, whatever. Um, so when that happened, I was like, mm, you know, I would, like I said, I was very cautious. So even though it had opened, I was very, uh, I didn't, I didn't go out and, like, do shit still for Were a while. your peers the same or? Yeah, luckily all my friends, we uh, kept our bubble pretty tight and, like, we weren't going, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Like, some of them had to go to work and stuff. But as far as like just going out and like going to bars or whatever, like none of us were doing anything like that, even though you could, you know what I mean? What city are you from in Texas? Fort Worth. Okay. Yeah. So Dallas, I mean, that's a, that's a really diverse mix of people And Texas has just generally always been that, had that mantra of like, we're just going to tough it out. Cause you know, which is, there's something to be said for that in certain situations. Totally. Um, you know, you know, (laughs) I I think, I think we're starting to see the, the negative side of that recently, which is, it's scary. And, uh, like my, I, half of my family's in Florida, so they're actually coming in this weekend and I'm like, we're going to keep our distance cause you're totally. coming from like, you know, the yeah. epicenter, but even my parents were like super careful as well, which, you know, I wouldn't have expected before, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, it's, I'm glad that they were, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's important. So you launched this tour on the 6th, correct? Ooh, yes. Yeah. And today's the 13th. August so it's been about a week. It has, yeah. Have all the venues generally been like has there is there any mitigation yet at any of the venues regarding masks or distance um, or vaccinations or whatever i think um as far as masks go it's it's been like very encouraged but mm-hmm. not required and as far as vaccination cards i am not totally sure i'm 99% sure everyone on the tour is vaccinated okay anyway. so as far as like the actual tour package goes you know we're doing what we can yeah but um i don't know about showgoers and that's what i've seen with oh we've got a visitor (laughs) (laughs) uh that's what i've seen with uh some of the the cancellations thus far at least in the u.s are a lot of like older like boomer bands you know what i'm talking about so those people whether it's the band or the crew or whomever generally are more reluctant to be vaccinated than younger bands so right. what gives me hope as a fan of younger bands is that the shows that I'm interested in will be okay right. because it seems like, which is, it, it doesn't make sense to me because if you look at it from a scientific standpoint, the older people are the ones that are more at risk. So you think they'd be Absolutely. more careful. Uh, regardless, that yeah. that's just the trend that I've seen. And uh, I think for you guys, at least the, the kind of venues that you guys generally play are more... Um, I don't want to say relaxed because that's not the right word, but it's it's more of like a uh, we're we're gonna do things by venue rather than mandated across the board. Sure. So yeah, that that's an interesting thing, and we'll see. Uh, when does your tour end? It ends on the twenty third, I believe. So I mean, the world could change in two weeks. Who knows? Yeah, it you could know, change tomorrow. That's right. I remember. I mean, the last tour we did actually, my keys are right here. It ends on twenty first. Okay. 21st. And actually, you're about to say the last tour you did. I I remember this because we did come here. You were here, 
And yeah. we second to last day it was it, it was. Yeah. And so we had a podcast with uh Bad Omens. Okay. And they were at a different venue. They're at the House of Blues, Cleveland. And we got there and this was like remember that the day that everything was that hit the fan? Yeah. That was the day and uh Matt, their tour manager, we waited for him in the lobby for two hours. We were like, Well, whatever, I'd we'll, like to get this interview. We we don't know when things are gonna go back. Sure. And he comes eventually and he's like, Yeah, this is the end. This is we're canceling the rest of the tour and we can give you guys like fifteen minutes or we can just make sure that this happens next time we're in town. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, this will be a couple months. I'm like, right. I'll just wait till next time. Holy Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily we do have something lined up with them. But uh that was a really interesting experience because like you said, and I think the show you had here at the foundry was a couple days after that. And I was like spooked mm-hmm. personally, so totally. I really wanted to come. And but I'm like, man, you know, I had a uh, my daughter was like just born at that time. Right. I'm like, I you don't keep know your, what I'm gonna keep your girls yeah. safe. Man. Yeah. So, but now I, I'm because of vaccines and because people at least up here are being a little bit more careful. Totally. Then I'm more comfortable with it. Yeah. I remember uh, the last day of that tour was March 13th, and then I think the 15th is when the actual like okay, like the full like, shutdown yeah. happened. And I don't yeah. see that happening again, to be honest. Like I don't see a full shutdown for a few reasons. One, there's there's ways you can protect yourself, but even more so, I don't think the music industry in general could go through that again. No, I don't, I don't I think really clubs don't think like so. the Foundry would will exist yeah yeah i mean there's a club across the street here called the fantasy uh, theater and they had to close yeah because of that it's just really sad which the fantasy was really nice and uh it was falling off a little but a lot of cleveland or at least around here uh businesses have suffered right and i saw you guys actually post something about uh, kind of change the subject but blue collar right. workers yeah uh, yeah what's the plan with that just out of curiosity uh we're trying to shoot a music video Okay. Because uh, we recorded an EP over uh, over the break, you know, quote mm. unquote break, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so we recorded an EP. Uh, and you guys are trying to do that here in Cleveland? Yeah, we were, well, we have Easter Day with us. Uh, he did the self destruct video, and he did the True Fear video, and he actually did the layout for the Absolute Record mm. and all the art. So um, since we have him for the, a couple days, we were trying to get a video for a single, you know, to put out uh, for that coming up. Did, did that ever go through? Um, we're still waiting, you know. We're still getting messages. The thing is, like, we're getting messages from a lot of people, but almost none of them are in the area. They're all like, oh, I live in California. It's like, well, you know. We need you, should, you should just go talk to people, businesses in Youngstown or somewhere. Yeah, Cleveland around here, it's a little sketchy. Sure. But, uh, I mean, Youngstown is too. But just, yeah, <laughs> well, uh, anywhere around here is. But uh, there's definitely... A lot of blue collar workers. I used to do warehouse work and stuff yeah. uh, um, from my hometown, and it's just this area in general. I mean, there's nothing else to do. There's no other real. Right. I mean, the only real Fortune 500 companies and stuff are what, like First Energy. Uh, a lot of healthcare. A lot of health. Yeah, a lot of healthcare mm. uh, stuff like that. Uh, well, yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland uh, Clinic. Okay. But uh, other than that, yeah, there's really not. And it used to be a lot of steel, but um, that's yeah. Yeah, <laughs> steel's gone down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you even go down a couple blocks or year, you know, it's every there's abandoned stuff everywhere. It's right. like you'll have like a nice block, then abandoned, then nice, and then yeah. abandoned. It's it's sad to see. Yeah. But uh, it'd be a perfect place to shoot that type of video. Totally. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
We, uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, everything's yeah. being gentrified, too, and that's the other thing. It's like places like where we're at in Lakewood, which is like a west side Cleveland suburb, mm-hmm. used to be... It used to, I mean, if you really go back, it was really nice, but then it fall, fell on hard times for a while, and now mm-hmm. if things are being gentrified again, and it's pushing yeah. people out, and that's a whole separate issue that yeah. is a problem. But. That's happening in Fort Worth as well. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, that pretty much. I was in living. I was living in Nashville like before the shutdown and everything. Okay, it's, you know, been happening in Nashville. Oh for yeah, a while yeah, as well. Like it is. It happens. You know, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. They just came out the the census data too. Just re- was released yesterday. I was bored, so I was looking at some article sure. about it. But it, all major cities have grown, but they've what's what's actually nice to see is all of them, pretty much except for, I think it was Maine. Maine was like the whitest state. Yeah. All of them <laughs> uh, uh, have diversified, which is really cool. Yeah. So that's a nice thing to see. Absolutely. Um, some people won't agree with that, but. I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I did want to ask you real quick about before I forgot your your gear. I'm a guitarist myself okay, by trade, and I've been playing nice. forever. Yeah. Uh, so the records that I've listened to, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Drop G. Sharp. Drop G. Sharp. G. Sharp. Yeah. So yeah. I was playing that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you, uh, how do you maintain your intonation in Drop G. Sharp with six strings? Um, you know. I actually, I actually talked to somebody on Instagram about this. Um, I mean, I use like thicker strings right. first off. Like what gauge? I well, some people wouldn't call them thick for the tuning we're in, but sixty-two to thirteen. It's like a okay. forty-six to ten pack. Sure. And then I get a sixty-two single, and then just kind of throw away the ten. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I was, I was just in a band recently, and we were in drop G, yeah. and I actually I had a baritone six, so I mm. had the luxury of a longer scale length. Right. Um, I went up to sixty eight. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think a lot of people like uh, I am even in A. They use a sixty eight. Like. Okay. That's uh, sixty eight's like a pretty. I feel like that's like a good gauge. You get a good enough area. tension with it, but I guess with like a what did you say sixty two. Mm-hmm. You probably get a little bit more, um, it's probably easier to chug because there's a little bit more flexibility. Sure. And it's like, uh, I like being able to hit that top string like really hard and have mm-hmm. it like go out and come back in, you know, right. you get that like dynamic. Um, and I, I believe, um, you get more like the, the less tension you have, the more, um, I believe it's high end. Okay. Actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get... It's like a brighter sound. Yeah, you actually get, like, a brighter sound. Mm-hmm. As weird as that sounds, you'd think the tighter, you know, it pops But to match more. your... Like, honestly, to match your recording quality, especially on your first album, the it's very, like, high-gain guitar. Yeah. So that really works to replicate live if you're having a lot of brightness. Because totally. you're looking for that. You're... You're... What's... <laughs> I don't want to say it's what's nice about it because I don't want to take away from it, but what's what's nice about beat down hardcore, however you want to label the yeah. subgenre, is there's a lot of like caveman riffs and a totally. lot of like like stuff that is yeah. forgiving. No, right? for sure. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely. not technical. No. So yeah. you're really able isn't. to get away with some stuff. <laughs> no, absolutely. But it's also way more fun to play too. Totally. You know, yeah. you're not sitting there staring at your at your yeah. neck the whole time. I'm never stressed. No. I'm never worried that I'll be able to play something. It's like, oh, yeah, I got yeah, this. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um so I was playing on twenty four and three quarter inch scale guitars. Tw- wow. Which is with like the Sparrowhawks, that's what those are. But uh so that's even less tension. That, yeah, and that's when I, I originally was using 59, 
to 13. Okay. And then when I went to 24 and three quarters, I went to 62. And then now I'm playing another 25 and a half. And I went, you know, just kept the 62. Sure. But that was, I was having a hard time intonating those just mm -hmm. because the saddles didn't move enough. You know what I mean? Right. But I found like the, the 25, like I can get it there and relatively easily. And it, you know, it's everything sounds right. Pretty, you know? pretty much right. Yeah. Uh, my baritone is a 27 that mm -hmm. I regularly play. I also have a Chapman baritone that's a 30. Really? That one's nuts because it's like playing a bass, but yeah. it's a guitar. And I don't have the biggest hands or the biggest wingspan. So totally. I kind of left that one alone for a while. Yeah. But that was my only answer to it because I love like, like the lowest I go is like F. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it's easier to do that with a baritone and not have to worry about certain things but i do admire that you can do that especially on a 24 point was it 75 is that what you said yeah yeah Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible to do i mean it was literally like i just saw the guitar and i thought it looked cool yeah and then i was like i'm gonna play that one you know are you going through uh cab heads or are you doing uh cab sims i'm doing uh cabin head okay right now. i do have the helix now okay it's pretty new for me but right now it's just like effects right um the plan is to um, eventually work that, work that in. Go to like I'm probably gonna use real amps on stage forever. Forever, yeah. Just because I like the way it feels, you know, and that's like a big thing with Sims, right? Right. And sometimes they don't always feel. They don't feel authentic. Exactly. And like the one I was having a, a little debate on on social media about this with some I can't remember who it was, but I feel like the real deal, the cab and head combo. It, there's a lot less things that can go wrong. Right. Whereas if you're relying on something digital, you yeah. never know. Yeah. And they actually made the counter argument that digital, less things can go wrong. I don't know. Ian, you, we've talked about this. We had a five-hour drive to Louisville once for a festival. Yeah. And we just sat there and talked about the difference between, because like he said, he's more in the electronic scene. Sure. The difference between real instruments, what I coined real instruments being like guitars and, sure. and like, you know, yeah. and uh, digital production value. So what do you, so Ian, do you, do you know much about Cab Sims? So essentially, it like sims your amp in the front of house. Uh, I mean, I know everything about simulators. Well, yeah. But in general, well, not I wouldn't say everything, but I know a pretty <laughs> damn lot about simulators. Sure. But uh, yeah, that was a long argument. And you said something about <laughs> wingspan. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like a heated discussion between yeah. two. Uh, you you know but uh, yeah no I've <laughs> I've been down that road trust me and uh, I've been a diehard tube guy for a long time so using the Helix now is like very like yeah growth it, you know it's funny because I don't know why I thought of this but uh, when you said wingspan I could just imagine you as a bird flying away <laughs> earlier with yeah. a guitar <laughs> but uh, baritone yeah. bye bye <laughs> uh, now I forget the question oh simulators. Um, you know, if it works, it works. That really is what it comes down to. It, I totally agree. If it sounds good, it sounds good. As someone that plays professionally on, like, DJ equipment, and a lot of the music I write is within a MacBook, you know, Ableton, mm -hmm. and uh, I have synthesizers that are analog, and I have uh, synthesizers that are literally, like, VSTs within the computer that right. model analog, since it sound to even like the best of ears really damn good right yeah so like i think whatever works and whatever the person that's utilizing the equipment uh knows their way around it mm -hmm. you know to their benefit that's what i that's what i would use i mean as some people like uh what what's uh what's his name uh starts with a t tyler from the acacia strain uh, uh no 
Tom. 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 Yeah. Yes. Kemper guy. Yeah. Yes. He's yeah. a prime example of someone who does the digital sim- simulator yeah. stuff and knows his way around. I mean, if something blew up or something, you could probably figure it out in five seconds on stage. Totally. He's actually, like, when I got the Helix, I hit him up and I was like... Oh, really? Hey, man, so like, that's unironic. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, because whenever you're making a patch on your headphones, it's going to sound different through like a PA or whatever. Well, absolutely. Like when I do a lot of producing, um, sitting in front of my JBL studio monitors, you get a lot of a different sound than you would through even like Adam's studio monitors or sure. you know, Yamaha HS8s or something, let alone if you're listening to headphones. And um, so whatever you can replicate live as close as to what you do in the studio, yeah. I mean, that's what you want, A, for your for yourself and your band, but, yeah. but your fans, too. Cause totally. Because if you play with a different setup live, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. And they're going to notice. No, Just, for sure. So. Yeah. Especially the diehard ones like Mr. Cats over here. Yeah. But, Luckily, uh, my amp is actually on the Absolute Record. And the oh, UAP. really? Yeah, yeah the, so then that, that's the perfect. Boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, he, we were talking about diversification earlier. I really liked what you guys did with the Black Lives Matter. As you know, Ryan and I both stand for that mm-hmm. and equality and stuff. Absolutely. Um, so I guess it's I don't know. It could be kind of a question, I guess. But uh, when you guys released your shirts and 100 percent of the proceeds, uh, what was kind of some of the ideas that sparked that? You know, with your guys's I guess political agendas and stuff. For sure. I mean, just you know having a lot of friends, you know, like dealing with just bullshit, you know what I mean? Like just, I mean, I, and I know, um, even, even just everyday people, you know, people that, people that are white, people that are black, you know, people that are, uh, uh, people of other colors are, uh, constantly dealing with police in general. So on top of the Black Lives Matter, I think a, a big point for us was just like the police brutality side of it, you know, and just like the the corrupt system that's just that just perpetuates itself, you know what I mean? Um, so just seeing the world just crumble, you know what I mean? On top of the pandemic happening, you know, just seeing people like crumble and uh, in Fort Worth actually or Dallas, I believe they. Uh, People were told they could peacefully protest on the, on a bridge there, and the police actually shut down both sides and started closing them in and tear gassing people and shooting people with rubber bullets. And I had friends on that bridge, you know. And so when it hit that point, I was very much, uh, you know, obviously I was outraged before that, but at that point I was like, all right, we we got to say something, we got to do something, you know what I mean? Whatever we can, because you you know, especially like I said with the pandemic happening, you know, it's not necessarily safe to like go out and you know be around a bunch of people mm-hmm. especially before vaccines or anything like that but anyway we could uh you know donate to people that had the tools to combat that sort of thing all right guys thanks for listening so far and we are going to dive into that trivia question that i hinted at at the beginning of the podcast again uh go to our socials all things music podcast and also go to the louder than life facebook groups and i will be posting this podcast on both And in the comments, I want you to put your answers and by, let's see, what's today? Today is Sunday. So I'll say by, um, by Wednesday, pending enough comments, if not by Friday, we will pick a random winner using the random generated, uh, wheel that you can find on the internet. So it's, it's nice and fair and everybody gets a chance. So 
The trivia question is, I want you to name three bands or artists from Kentucky. Okay? So, again, three bands. can be rock bands, can be country, can be whatever. Or artists, meaning musical artists, from Kentucky. The winner, chosen at random, will get two general admission weekend wristbands for Louder Than Life to 2021. So... Good luck to all, and uh, please enjoy the rest of our interview with Nolan Ashley from Kublai Khan. Louder Than Life has returned September 23rd to the 26th, 2021 in Louisville, Kentucky. The biggest lineup ever with Metallica, Nine Inch Nails, Judas Priest, Korn, Louder Than Life. Four days, September 23rd through the 26th at Highland Festival Grounds in Louisville, Kentucky. Also featuring Snoop Dogg and Machine Gun Kelly. Two headline sets, two different nights of Metallica. With Nine Inch Nails, Judas Priest, Korn, Mudvayne, Rise Against, Gojira, and Jane's Addiction. The country's biggest rock festival returns to Kentucky, Louder Than Life, starting with a special Thursday night, and it goes all weekend long. Go to louderthanlifefestival.com for all of your passes and lineup information. See ya at Louder Than Life. Right, for sure. And I think, honestly, when all of that went down with George Floyd and, and then... Um, I can't remember the gentleman that it happened to after that who was paralyzed when he was shot. Um, oh, shit. I, I can't remember his name. Uh, I was always, I'm always, you know, obviously inspired by music, so I was always looking for what can I listen to that will, not that I needed motivation, but will inspire me to do go the extra mile. Sure. And True Fear, obviously, is a song right. that makes so much yeah. sense with that. Uh, Fire from the Gods have a couple of good songs that are about, uh, you know, similar Sure. content but i think it's really it's really good it, it feels good as a band whether it is about this topic or other topics just to write about things that people can listen to and get inspired by that are pragmatic topics in the world because everybody can write about some ambiguous sure. depression which has its place but right. um sometimes like actually writing about topics that are are real world things it's 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 lost in our genre, not necessarily in hardcore, of course, but in right. in the metal or aggressive music community overall. It doesn't seem like as as prevalent as it should be, especially with like you think with with heavy music, the world sucking. It kind of goes totally. hand in hand. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I'm not sure, but you could tell me if if uh, some of the music on the new EP is was driven by a lot of the. Things. Yeah, yeah. This uh, um, there's. Uh some st- a lot of stuff about um, sex trafficking and wow. like uh, you know uh, the abuse of women mm-hmm. and such. Uh, yeah. That's like a big point on it. Uh, uh, opioid crisis. That right? was a big you thing know, here in Ohio. It still isn't Southern Ohio. Their drugs and shit. Oh, that's like, all fucked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> big bad bad Domestic stuff. Domestic abuse. Like yeah. yeah. So. Something that I thought about, uh, I've only had the pleasure of seeing you guys live once, but when I did, it was it was a really cool experience for a few reasons. It was at Warped Tour 2018, yeah. and something happened on stage that I still don't have an answer to, and it's probably really obvious. When you guys were playing, you had a different person come up and, and scream each song, 
your your vocalist oh, was there, but yeah, you had yeah. other people. I don't know if they were your crew or what. Yeah, yeah. What's the story behind that? I think uh, by the time we got here, we just made so many friends. You know what yeah. I mean? And everybody, you know, like we're always down to have people do shit. You know. Um, I think my the guy that actually did our merch did like stuff on Guilty Dog, and then our friend Juan did stuff on Ghost Pains, and our friend Eves did. Um, True Fear, I believe. Was that just up the date that I was at, or was that a it's, thing you were doing the whole... It was happening a lot, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was like... I think our friend Sam did BC, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I was like, these guys are actually really pretty good. Yeah. Like, they're not bad screamers. Totally. Because, you know, sometimes, like, the vocalist, will, and this happens to all the bands, vocalist will hand the mic to somebody in the crowd real quick to, like, right. scream, and it's like, ah! And you're like, that words, sounds yeah. horrible, or what? Yeah, exactly. No, mouth. these yeah. guys pulled it off pretty darn good. I was impressed. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got good friends. <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly. Yeah. Um, are there any rules on tour? So, being in a van, mm. uh, very close quarters with four or five six whoever many crew yeah it, it, that's just got to be uh normally it's just us four but okay with easter day it's five right sure now. um any you know, unwritten rules or any written rules you know we're still getting we're getting back into it yeah, again yeah. you know i feel like we used to have more rules it kind of looks like shit in here to <laughs> you, but, but uh uh i'm very me personally i like to keep my shit in the same place every time like everything has its place mm -hmm. uh we used to have a rule no towels or like wet clothes or like stage clothes in the van okay but there's a towel right there so what do you do with that stuff i mean i you know it is what it is yeah right. it's actually a good thing we're in here right now if you're hearing on the mic it is pouring yeah. outside so apologies for that yeah. um yeah, we normally put that. We have like hangers and stuff. We'll put in the trailer for like stage clothes and towels and stuff. Okay, interesting, yeah, yeah. interesting, very cool. Um, what is one thing that I did not expect it to rain? I did not expect it to rain either, and <laughs> I'm like, so I really hot, hope really. they can't hear this on the recording. I might edit it. We'll see. Yeah. But what is one thing that you know, for being at home for 18 months, you go through. I mean, I don't know what your personal situation was, but a lot of people in music were going through, I got to get a real job, real job, quote unquote. Yeah. I hate that word, but you right. know what I mean? No, I know what and you mean. And it's yeah. like, what, how do you balance? I'm sure there was like a lot of back and forth internally. Like, is this going to be my job forever now? Or right. is this, am I ever going to get back on the road? Or like, that's got, that, for me, I work full time in the music industry, but I manage bands. So it's right. a little bit different. If, you're, if your life is dependent on hitting the road, especially in, in the genre we're in, was there times that you were very discouraged or that you felt like maybe this is it? Or? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I went through a lot of change. Me, personally, I went through a lot of changes. Like, uh, throughout this this lockdown, I, like, moved states. You know, I'm from Texas. <clears throat> right. Was living in Nashville. Moved back home. Um, yeah, I, I got a bartending job. And that was one thing when I got that job, I was like, I don't want to be stuck here, you know? Right. Because that's not what I want to do, you know? Um, but it was very discouraging, like, wondering, like, man, is it ever going to happen again? Like, you announce tours, and then it gets pushed back again, and it's like, man, we just got to stop announcing tours, like, yeah, until it's over. Um, and then we recorded that EP, you know, and that was really cool. But um, it was, you know, once again, like, I hope we can put it out soon, you know? Did it put any stress on the band, or did you guys spend more time, like, focusing on writing music or anything? I like, think... Utilize the time you had, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think definitely, like, 
we didn't have plans to, to make an EP, you know. Right. We had, you know, obviously had like touring plans and all that shit. So it did help us like, all right, we're just going to write some music, you know, and have that just, you know, in our pocket ready to go when this is all over. Right. Um, but there was never a point where it was like, oh, are we going to keep doing this? Like, I think all of us were on the same page, like, man, like I miss it. I know Matt and Isaac, or I'm sorry, Matt and Eric actually like matt's a barber apprentice oh really and eric became a tattoo apprentice like over, like over over the corner over, yeah so they're like so he, they up. weren't both previously like nope. <laughs> doing that yeah no, that's kind of cool though they picked up trades yeah so you guys he can do like on, on the road haircuts now and on the road tattoos exactly yeah do you guys yeah. actually do that Air, for fun? matt yesterday was cutting cutting uh, like some of the dudes in chambers hair i think he cut really his hair yeah, yeah is he good at it yeah yeah he's pretty good <laughs> that's this awesome this is his shit right here so you guys kind of learned some new stuff then. You got the bartending Yeah, down. yeah. Uh, what's, I can mix what's, drinks. <laughs> uh, the, the fourth member uh, helped me out here. Isaac. 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 Yeah, and, yeah. Well, the, you named three people there because you're bartending. Yeah. Tattoo apprentice. And then barber apprentice. Isaac, you know. Oh, yeah, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac, okay. uh, what's funny is a lot of the time, you know, with shows and everything going on, mm -hmm. he helps Scott out a lot. He's like our point man. He's the one that talks to our manager and everything. And he normally, like, will work jobs for Scott, you know, whether it be, like, a VIP thing for a show that he's close to or whatever. And so I'm not sure exactly what he'd been doing besides going crazy. I think he got into <laughs> mining crypto. Oh, I like, do a little. Yeah, he got well, into not mining, mining but yeah. trading. Yeah, I, yeah. Mining, I, way too much electricity and parts. Yeah. Uh, well, he actually parts. Like, <laughs> bought a new graphics card on this tour. Like, oh, really? Up with a guy to <laughs> mine more. You know? yeah. So you guys actually like stopped and bought a GPU? We did, yeah. We met up with this <laughs> That's a good guy. idea, though, because like, yeah. I don't know if you pay or if he talks about the market, but parts are expensive as hell. Oh, it is. Like, yeah. I, I think uh, for like a 3090 right now, which is... For those who don't know, is the top end graphics card out right now? It's like fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I think My, you got a twenty eighty Ti. I got a like I got a sixteen sixty uh, super. Uh, like right before the pandemic, I think, and it was I spent two hundred and fifty dollars on it. Wow! At yeah. Best Buy, like yeah, when yeah. they first came out, maybe it was Not like three hundred or something. Now they go for eight hundred dollars. So I was like, "Holy shit!" Do I just sell this? Like, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's I can't. I debated it because it's like so much money, and it's like. This is the one Brandon recommended for my computer. Look at that. Now. Oh my god! Yeah. So what Ryan just showed me was a sixteen sixty same card I have. It's a thousand dollars. That's insane. On Newegg. Yeah. So, crypto mining. It's crazy. It's it's weird because like everything in the technology world and with the pandemic and with music has just went completely crazy. And a housing market's another thing. Yeah. Amps are super like two amps. Are they? Are, yeah, yeah. Like you used to be able to find a, like a fifty-one fifty for five hundred bucks. Ryan, Craigslist. can you talk on that? You know a lot about that. Yeah. It's actually ironic because I just recently left the band I was in last month. Left on good terms, whatever. But I had a practice. A uh, cab head and a uh, live cab head. Yeah. And the live one is a better one, so the practice one I'm going to sell. Right. Um, so I went and looked up like com comparisons to see what I should put on the market, and I'm like, I bought this thing for like $150, and I'm selling it for at least 500 because it's just it's it's a Marshall uh, VS100 valve state. 
Yeah. So it's not even like yeah. super duper nice. Yeah. But that's what they're going for right now. So I'll take it. Take it. It's like yeah, the housing absolutely. market. Run with it. Yeah. yeah. For sure. No, for sure. So, um, what was I going to ask you? Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to edit this part out. Holy. I don't even know if they can even hear me, man. Yeah. Like, this is insane. This is actually insane. Do you get rain like this in Dallas? Randomly. You never yeah. know when it's coming. Yeah. Texas weather is like, it'll be 110 degrees one moment, like clear skies, and then like the next day it's just like 60 degrees or something. But up in Fort Worth, you get some snow. Rarely. Very rarely. Were you there for the whole... Uh, the blizzard? The blizzard. The snowpocalypse. Did you have any power? I, you know, I was very fortunate to... Uh, I didn't have power the whole time. It went okay. out and it would cycle. It would be like a cycling like blackout. So every few hours I'd have like an hour of power. Was that like on purpose? Because I know like they did rolling blackouts for that reason. To yeah, yeah. Energy. It was on purpose. But there were areas like around me that... We're just off for like a week, you know. That's People insane. die in their homes and shit. Yeah, that's that. fucked. I work for power company, so okay. the reason why they do the cycling is because they can only handle X amount of power at a time. So right. they'll give power to one area and then give power to another area yeah. to kind of cycle in between the substations. Totally. In case that you didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, dude, I was actually writing the EP that we just recorded <laughs> during that time too. Really. So I'd be like, oh, power, and then, like, go play guitar oh, for, like, for, like, an hour, and then be like, all right, I got to stop now. See, that's wild because up here, that's totally foreign to us. Yeah. You know, the stuff they were going through in Texas, we're like, shit, we deal with that every day. But I guess down there, they don't care about putting insulation in pipes or not. No. Yeah, but well, hopefully it's one now, of those things where it's like, oh, we'll never have to worry about it. Uh, like, hopefully now they'll learn their lesson yeah. and maybe kind of consider it, it in the future, you know? I think, though, like, the wind like turbines had that provide some of the power also had something to do with it like freezing or something or like i'm not i you know i i'm not gonna act like i'm super knowledgeable on it all <laughs> but uh well do you guys use a lot of like wind farms down there yeah especially in like as you go up towards like amarillo where it's like mm. very you know there's not a whole lot going on just very hilly uh, there's a lot of wind turbines up there yeah. that, you know, supposedly power a significant portion of the grid. Um, I know we're, like, Texas is one of the few states that has its, like, own power grid or some shit like that. Really? We got fucked, so I don't know. Yeah, they, they clearly something's not right. About I mean, it. ever since Texas was its own country at one point, Texas has always right. been been that that state that's like, well, we're gonna do it our own Succeed. way. Fuck the government. Yeah. Which, listen, I'm not like super like I love the government. Some people do that, but like at the same time, you have to be pragmatic with right. your infrastructure. And like, if you want to say fuck the government and we want our own power grid, that's what happens. And and honestly, I don't. Some of these governors, and I, I understand it's Texas, so it's a very red state. Right. But some of these governors seem unimpeachable. Like they can do. Yeah. Him and DeSantis and some yeah. of these other guys. Luckily for us, we have Mike DeWine. He's a Republican, but he's like one of those like old establishment guys. Sure. So he was always like fuck Trump, but he never like said it. Right. So he never got the backlash from it, but you could tell his policies were much different than Trump. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and like he was. Actually, Ohio was the first state in the whole country to close their schools after COVID oh, really? because of him. So yeah. he did a lot of really, really good things. But when you're in those like solid red states like like Texas's right. and lesser extent Florida, it seems like governors can 
fuck up and not be held accountable as much as well, in the yeah, northern areas. The, pe- the people are like behind them. Right. Know, it just seems time. like really like unconditional voting, which is such a huge problem in this country. It doesn't matter if it's blue or red or purple or whatever. Yep. People don't vote their actual ideals. They just vote their tribe. Yeah. And hope for the best, yeah. and we're never gonna we're never gonna get out of this mess until that changes. Totally. And I don't know how it's gonna change. I really don't. No, I mean, people just be coasting, you know. Yeah. Literally, I just want to say too. Um, I don't know if you saw Ryan, but uh, Dewine got is starting to get nailed on this Larry Householder stuff yeah. with uh, the scandal going on with Energy Harbor and stuff. Uh, I don't, there, there's this big scandal that happened in here in our state. And, yeah, uh, a bunch of shit went down, and now like all the people are in, are in office are basically getting kicked out because they all took bribes. Yeah. Oh wow! And the Republicans, which yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the Speaker of the House of the state. Right. Was introducing legislation because he was taking bribes from energy companies, like. Not surprised. It's one of those things. I never understand why politicians seem to make the same mistake over and over because who doesn't get caught anymore? Like, truly. Like, I mean, you know, I bet a very large majority of them are doing the same shit. You yeah. Know I mean? It's just like whenever, it's, you know, whenever something obvious gets caught, you know, just the whole rug gets swept out mm-hmm. underneath all of them, you know what I mean? Unless you're Teflon Don, Donald Trump could do whatever the hell he wanted to do, and it didn't matter. And it still doesn't matter. I, you know, today was the day he was supposed to be reinstated as president, according really? to, like, the QAnon people. Yeah, that, today was the day. So they keep pushing the <laughs> goalpost back. <laughs> right, they keep pulling the goalpost back. It's like, oh, ma- no, 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 not today. Maybe uh, November or something. And it's just like, guys, Friday at what point yeah. do you... Yeah, I know, right? At one point, do you say, okay, enough's enough? I mean, I live in, like, a suburban neighborhood where you had, like, half Trump flags and then whatever. And people had their flags up well past the election, well past the spring, up into the summer. And I just walked around today and saw, like, okay, I didn't see any anymore. So I don't know if it was, like, out of embarrassment or what, but they finally took them down. And I'm like, you really don't see that... Listen, Democrats do a lot of shitty stuff, too. Totally. But you never see that kind of false pride from the other side in regards to, like, that cultism. Sure. You know? Yeah. It's very strange. You know, yeah, man. I don't know. People just... They get behind something to a fault. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They, I don't know. I I want to, like... You know, there are there are good people that align themselves on the wrong side of things all the time, you know? Like, there's there's, there's good people that voted for Trump, mm-hmm, but... Absolutely. But uh, they don't make it easy on themselves, no. you know? I mean, I deal with it in the family. My dad yeah. voted for Trump, and according to him, he's not a Trumper anymore. Yeah. But it's... it's You can show somebody... It doesn't matter if it's politics. It doesn't matter if it's... Uh, really anything in life if they're brainwashed or if they are so in married to ideas that you show them facts in the contrary and 
it doesn't matter. I feel like a lot of it is at times like they're just in too deep, you know. Yeah. And they're like, I just got to make excuses now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I got to make it seem less bad. It's one of those things where, yeah, person. like it's like I I am less embarrassed if I keep going right. than if I admit defeat. Right. Which where did that come from? Because yeah. I thought we were always raising our kids to be graceful losers. Live and, and learn, man. Yeah. yeah. And like like it's okay to be accountable. It's okay to say I screwed up, I'll learn from this. And it used to be like that in politics. It used to be like that in in all kinds of areas of life where people would just be like, Okay, maybe this isn't the right path. I'll take the L and I can vote for somebody else four years later. Right. Yeah. That stopped. And yeah. it's a very dangerous thing. No, for sure. They just double down, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um Plans after this tour? Do you have another leg in the works pending the world, of course? Right. Um, well, we we after this, our next tour would be the Acacia Strain one in November. Okay. Yes, I was uh, salty about that. That's the one where they're doing the. Um, they're, they're doing, doing one a- album one day and the, the next day. Yeah. And you guys aren't on the Cleveland date for that. That's one. Right. Yeah, right. Harm's Way, I think takes over halfway or something. Right. Like that. So that's why I, I saw that, but then I was like, oh, they're not. I'm jumping on today for yeah. all obvious reasons because of the world but hopefully totally. that one happens because that's an idea i have not seen much of right the two days in a city yeah i think it's a really good idea yeah you know and it, especially after this period of no shows you know and everything i think this will be Casey strains first shows back okay and on that tour yeah um so you know and think, logistically too like you don't have to get on the road right after you're done playing yeah. and load up and stuff you can breathe and relax right. for yeah. a little bit yeah just get a hotel or chill at a friend's house right. you know, that night right for sure it'll I, be definitely nice when i'm home and i can just oh, go home for sure two nights in a row it yeah. is one of those things though that's like you 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 all of last year we bands said i i want to get back on the road so bad yeah and it's one of those things where you once you're back on the road, you feel guilty for complaining about being on the road in regards to like living conditions and stuff because totally. it's it's something that we can't take for granted anymore. No, so it can yeah, it can just it can be taken away like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So is is uh, do you schedule certain off days in a certain spots for this or? How do you guys like to do things? Do you like to just go balls to the wall for the whole tour? Or do you like to give yourself some good routing? I don't know how you how you like to approach it. Uh, I definitely like not having to drive further than four to five hours. Okay. You know, like that's, I mean, me personally, that's what I prefer. Um, I think on this tour, every Monday we have off. That's nice. Which is, you know, one off day a week. I feel like that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, like, necessarily think that... I need that or anything, but mm-hmm. it is nice to have just to, you know, breathe a little bit. Um, we actually lucked out on that Acacia Strain one. Uh, Turkey Day we have off. Oh, beautiful. And we are in Dallas. So oh, my I'll God. I'll be with my family. Damn, dude. That, yeah. was, that worked out really well. Oh, for sure. Um, have you noticed that, I mean, you could say no or yes, doesn't matter, but conditioning. You know, you're not on tour for so long, and then you're on stage every night going hundred percent totally have you noticed since there's been such a break that you have to get on your feet a little bit again Oof. see during this break i actually got in a lot better shape oh wow. so, so okay. now not yeah. me bartending baby <laughs> yeah i guess that's true i gained yeah. 35 pounds yeah. whoops i actually lost 75 pounds <laughs> excellent dude yeah, yeah so i've been feeling great out that's there awesome compared to before but um i think a lot of you know like matt for example he's pretty much you know the same um 
he's like, you know, he's like, fuck, dude, I gotta, gotta get my breath back, you know, get my lung capacity yeah. back. Up. Yeah, it's one thing to like lose weight and work out and stuff, yeah. and it's as a guitarist, it's you're not screaming every night. Right. Yeah, when yeah. you're doing that, your vocals probably, I don't know if he if if there was a lot of like pre-planning like doing a lot of screaming exercise i don't know how often you guys practice during yeah, the pandemic yeah. or anything like that did you guys practice a lot during uh, that we all live in different states so, so no. Just, no we did no. not okay. we practiced like a few days before this tour started wow so yeah, yeah. how did that feel really good <laughs> yeah not rusty or anything yeah i mean i practiced <laughs> i kept playing guitar. Yeah, yeah i felt good um I, I don't know. It was just cool to play with my friends again. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. I missed my friends. Yeah. No, this is probably a very euphoric experience. I could say yeah. it is for me for sure tonight because this is our first live show podcast since before everything went down. We've had people at the home studio, but yeah, this was this is what we love so much about doing this is because we get to meet a bunch of new people. We get to see a bunch of bands that we may or may not have seen before yeah. and doing the festivals with media tents and all that fun stuff. It's just... It's one of those things, I, somebody said it early on in the pandemic, it's like, I feel bad for all the people who uh, concerts were a personality trait, it's like, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> I no, really felt sure. like something, like a p piece of me was missing for 18 months. No, same, man. Like, yeah. that's, you know, this is the livelihood, right? Right. Like, this is what I want, A, my, you know, dream job, mm -hmm. B, it, it has been my job for a very long time. So it was like, you know... I always feel self-conscious, like, talking about, like, you know, tour stories or, like, shit that happens on the road or, like, bands and music and shit. But at the end of the day, that's, like, what I was doing every single day, mm -hmm. you know? And all I was thinking about, so. Yeah, definitely. It's a big part big part of my identity, for sure. Absolutely. Ian, yeah. did you have anything you wanted to add before we close it out? What's the craziest thing you've done or seen on tour? Ooh. <laughs> Dang. That's my favorite question. So... I, did, I told this story um, on a on another podcast I did, but I'll tell it again because it's a really good story. Absolutely. Um, this took, takes place in Florida. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Ebor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Florida is the town. It's like a suburb of Tampa. And uh, it, this venue called the Orpheum, they, behind it, I, okay, so let me preface with, through touring, like DIY touring before, I've met people that have played this place, the Orpheum, and uh, they told me about this guy there that would lick people's shoes, and uh, and I thought it was weird as fuck, oh my goodness. obviously, right? But, you know what I mean? But I, you know, I had heard the story and forgot about it. So we're there, chilling, and Isaac and I are in the van. I've got, I'm sitting passenger seat, and I've got the door open, and this guy, this younger dude. Looks like either he's just, re you know, really dirty or he's homeless. And um, he comes up, asks for some money, you know. And I'm like, I don't have any money. Like, sorry, you know. Mm. And then he uh, kind of stands there for a minute and then he looks at my shoes. And he's like, what kind of shoes are those? And, I, you know, I, I don't remember exactly, but, you know, whatever, this, this, and this. And uh, he was like, what do the bottoms look like? And so I flip my shoe, you know, around. Like, sh to show him the bottom, not, you know, thinking it's kind of weird, but not sure. thinking too hard about it. And before I could even realize what's going on, this dude, like, nosedives, like, and licks my toe to heel, like, the bottom of my shoe. Wow. And then I just look at him, and he's looking at me, and he goes, you want me to get the tops, too? 
And I was, and I was, and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> and then he walks away. And I look at Isaac, and I was like, that's the guy. And he was that's like, what do you insane. mean? And I was like, that's the guy that licks shoes that we've heard about. And it was just like, oh, my God. So next time when you go back there, you won't be nearly as surprised. I'm going to be looking for him. Yeah, exactly. I want to know what's going on with him. That's I'm curious. insane, dude. What is it about the shoes? Really? That is. is. It, and is it sexual? Is it, you know, like an OCD thing? I don't know. And hopefully that guy is vaccinated, because if you can lick shoes every day, you can put a shot in your body, no Straight problem. Straight up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, hey, Nolan, thanks so much for uh, coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, thanks for having me. Get on stage, and we're excited to see you guys play. So, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Stoked to Thank play. You.